Hello, you are listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am your host, Neil Rubenstein. And today I'll be talking to comedian and actress, Kima Louise Saul. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Uh, I've been better. I'm having a rough day slash couple of weeks. Oh, man. You okay? What's yeah. going on, pal? Nah, nah. What's up with you, man? No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't do that. You can't, like, just this turn isn't... around like that. Nah, it's not about me, son. It's about you. <laughs> what are you uh, doing? Right now with how's, my life, gosh, contemplating it, if anything. How's um, you, uh, how did you land sweet, sweet stand-in work? Uh, I got, um, I kind of got lucky with this gig, actually. It was, I worked on this TV show, Life in Pieces. I worked on a pilot for the show, and it worked on the pilot, and I then ended up, uh, booking a stand-in gig one day, and uh, ever since then, I've been working full-time for the show, so. What were you working on the pilot as? Like, were you writing for it, or just... No, I was an office PA. I ended up getting hired as an office PA for the pilot, and then I went off to do uh, a different show, and then I got caught up with other shows, and then I ended up... Actually, it was it was kind of crazy. One night I was out in September of last year. It was September 2016, I'm sorry. And I got a notification for a stand-in gig the next morning on Life in Pieces, and I set the specs and I submitted to it. And then within a minute, I got a phone call from the casting director saying that we got to book you, we'll book you. So. so I showed up to set the next day, and I actually knew people that were on the show. So it was one of those instances where you know luck and time and opportunity happens and it just was like to share it just kind of all kind of went from there and then next thing you know there was another day that I I said I was available and then it just so happened that the girl that was standing in full time for the actress that I stand in for now she ended up leaving California to go move in or move to Massachusetts to work with her family in the family business. Loser! What a right, loser. come on. Like, I mean, here's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. She does work. Her family business, apparently, I think it's a, it's like a chocolate company. Like a, oh. so, I don't know. That's pretty sweet. I get it? Sweet? You did it. I put it. I get uh, it. And then you got, like, you uh, do voiceover stuff, too. Like, they just, you like to yeah. do... Well, that's a funny story, too. I I like to read the scripts ahead of time. Um, so the week before we shoot an episode, I read the episode. And so this episode that I was reading, it was during the winter hiatus of last year, so 2016 going into 2017. We got back from our three-week winter hiatus, and the first day back on set, we were shooting these scenes where there was an Amazon Alexa and uh, they asked me to read the the dialogue for the Amazon Alexa, 
And just based on my read during the rehearsal, they said, uh, wow, that was fantastic. You know what? We're just going to strap a mic on you, and we'll just shoot it. And if it works in post, then boom, you booked it. Just like that. That's it. You sound so much like a robot. They were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have no you feelings. Um, you get you the voice perfectly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're you just all you have to do is sound really really convincing but be totally empty inside. It's Yeah. If it's I like, part, what can I say? Yeah. I like when I find out that I have like multiple connections to someone. Mm-hmm. So like Right? Like us. Yeah, we have so many. Yeah, yeah. So like we got hooked up, you know, just cuz like we both do shows on opposite coasts, so we were traveling around the same time, so, like, our friend Johnny Mitchell hooked us up, but then Mm -hmm. I'm, like, uh, scrolling through, like, my cousin's Instagram after the wedding, and (laughs) you're, like, homegirls with his wife, which I was, like, that's so weird, so you guys know each other from acting. Yeah, we we did uh, some set work together, we were background Mm -hmm. on some, on a couple different shows, I want to say. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what it was we worked on, man. There's been a lot. I feel like maybe Mindy Project was one of them. I think Mindy Project was one. We were both, like, uh, we were both pregnant women. No, I wasn't pregnant. She was pregnant. I was a nurse. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> so it was, uh, it's Mindy's um, office. She, she, uh she has this, I think it's a gyne, what, gynecology, I'm sorry, she's a gyno, um, messing up with the, with the occupation, forgive me, I'm sorry, Mindy, um, but, yeah, man, we were nurse, I was a nurse, and she was, uh, a pregnant lady, and we were doing crosses in the background of the hospital. She walked back and forth. Yeah, it was a flashback scene, particularly, that I remember. Does Life in Pieces keep you busy enough that that's, like, yeah, it's actually I have to balance my life with uh with a job like this because when it comes to standing in you have to be there if you're in at crew call, you're in at crew call. So crew call for us generally speaking is seven AM. So, you know, I gotta get up at five, five thirty and fortunately I live fifteen minutes away from Fox. I'm in Santa Monica, so that commute is really ideal. But I'm, I have to get up really early for work, and then I will either be on set, you know, till mid-afternoon, sometimes the, you know, right before lunch, but sometimes also right into the evening. So then, then I gotta get up and do it again the next day. So I usually, my actor that I stand in for, uh, it's Zoe Lister Jones, and she's in, she's usually in four, three to five days a week, maybe. Sometimes she'll just be in one, but then they double me up with other people to stand in for. So, I mean, I'm I'm working consistently on the show. So, is it does it interfere with with my stand up? Yeah, comedy and or other acting. Like, it, does it end up being a burden because you can't get other things? Or well, the funny thing is that it's actually it's been working well with the comedy because it's like I have my job during the day and then I go and and do shows at night and um however you know 
it is definitely challenging because I can't go out necessarily and audition during the day if I wanted to. However, we do have hiatuses, so we're up for production for like three weeks and then down for one. So I can I tend to like do more during the weeks that I have off, and I actually am productive with with acting and comedy. So uh, the the thing that's coming up is our um, seasonal hiatus, and we'll be done shooting by like end of March. So I'll be on hiatus again from uh, beginning of April until August. So my plan is to really just be focusing on comedy and acting during that hiatus time. So, so that's so what I, I'm kind of setting up for right now, actually. I guess that's like uh, it's nice to know that you have work. You know, that's, it, that's really the blessing in disguise in this whole situation because it's. Comedy, as you know, it's like it's the only job that you have to get another job to finance that job. And for me personally, I just I've always wanted to at least stay as close to what it is that I want to do as possible. So I mean, I'm standing in. I'm second team. I'm not first team, but I'm I'm there right now. And so it's it's steady. I'm not trying to get like you know too comfortable into it, but at the same time, it is a job. And so it's working for me right now. But I do recognize that I want more. I, I have recognized that for a long time. But it's cool, too. I mean, I don't know. Because uh, I was thinking about, because I'm going through some thing with the acting world. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, doing this interview. And I was like, oh, you know, what are we going to talk about? I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. And I was thinking about that stand-in thing. And it's like, you get so many other opportunities because of it. Like you're around. Yeah, I mean, look, I booked two voiceover roles with it. Like I, I'm yeah. not. I don't want to sit here and stand here and say I'm not ungrateful. I'm beyond grateful. I've actually gotten something that I've always wanted is to be able to work on a show that is consistently, you know, working. You know, I'm, it's on its third season. I mean, the show is is doing well, so it's a good show. They have a good following. And, and I mean. You know, you're working closely with the casting director. You're yeah. working closely with producers. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's, like it, it's great, dude. It like, I, like I really, really cool love it. It yeah. is. It totally is. Like, I just, I, I really don't want to come off as ungrateful for the fact that you know I can't do this or I can't do that. Because, like, really, what are we going to do and sit here and dwell on what we don't have when what we do have is phenomenal? I'm, I'm yeah. very, very happy for what I have. I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. And I continue to work hard, and I recognize that. And I think that it's important to understand all the perspectives um, in production. And I essentially, I've, that's what I've been doing for the past, shoot, man, I think I'm coming up on uh, nine years, eight or nine years. I, I've, I, my first oh, ever PA, uh, no, I actually have been acting since I was seven years old. I was going to say oh. working in production. Um, oh, I've, oh. My first ever PA gig was December 2009. So, yeah, we just hit the eight-year mark. Hold on one second. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> See, beautiful. I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I have a show tomorrow. I, yeah, I've got so many things going on. I love you. Let's talk. We'll figure it out. I promise you. I'm doing a podcast. driving, and I get to, anyway. I love you. Oh, no, no, I'm just explaining the premise. Anyway, hi. Hi. 
<laughs> I'm leaving all of that in, by the way. I I hope you do. I really do. Love you, Thor. See you. There's a whole story. The reason why I even wanted you to hear that is because I, I've been living in this apartment for six years now, Santa Monica. I'm come, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday will be six years exactly, actually. So I have now, I'm on my fifth roommate. She just left. She just walked out. My first roommate was um, a miserably human being. Like, she was awful. Um, and uh, she left. She broke the lease early. And then the next roommate that I had move in was someone I found on Craigslist. Um, and then she moved out because she moved in with her boyfriend, who she got into a relationship while she was living here with me. They got engaged. Now they're married. So that was my second roommate, right? Okay, third roommate comes in, one of my friends, one of my best friends from college. She moves in, gets into a relationship with her dude, and then eight months later moves out, and now she's engaged, all right? You're like the matchmaker. I'm not done. All right, so number, (laughs) number four, she moves in, she gets into a relationship, she moves out, she's engaged as well right now. I'm on my fifth roommate. She moves in. She got out of a relationship that she was in for three years, I believe. Uh, she moved in, and within two weeks later, I think it was two weeks later, she um, started dating the man that she's now with. Dude, it's the apartment. It's Well, yeah, and and I think it's the apartment. It might be me. I don't know. Maybe the vibe that I give off is, has something to do with it. I've told that story to people, and uh, the best response that I've had yet was, well, why don't you switch rooms next? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so what if it's a sitcom, right? Yeah. It's like a gypsy lady lives in this, like, um, this apartment, <laughs> like, she's super hippy-dippy, yeah. and she, like, casts spells on... Oh, like she like looks for people who are like who've given up on relationships and love and romance, yeah. And, like cynical, and she like casts spells on them to like restore their faith and like humanity. And then I think we just I think we just I I mean the, you you just totally explained my real life, so that was oh, okay. <laughs> fantastic. It was really good. Yeah, no, uh, I'm powerful. And I've got magical powers. Huh. How, uh, it's how just do you, a vibe. How do you know uh, Johnny Mitchell? Johnny Mitchell and I met uh, at a show at the, the it's they call it the Van Nuys Comedy Club. It's at the Springbok Bar and Grill, and it was uh, it was a, a one July night. Um, I had just gotten back into stand up comedy. I wrapped up working on the TV show Roadies. I was standing in on that show. Oh, cool. Um, and I ended up doing this show and Johnny Mitchell was there and Johnny Mitchell and I met that night and we became friends that night. He's been a good pal of mine ever since. He was just, we started doing mics together and everything and he's just, he's a, he's a good dude. I really, he's a, he's a character. He's funny. Yeah, he's, he's like a genuinely nice guy though. He really is. That's why I love that guy. I really yeah. do. That's uh, why I've kept him close. Yeah, like, we didn't, you know, 
we don't know each other very well, but he's always been super helpful and looking out and yeah, you know, just like genuine good person, like a good person. He um, always has been. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're pro. You're pro weed. Fuck yeah, I'm high right like now. A, <laughs> is that like an understatement? So, um, I want, like, I want to talk to Johnny about this. Because mm-hmm. I know that he's going to have strong opinions. Sure. Um, do you, do you understand, uh, not understand, like, can you explain why... Or how it can be legal in states, but not legal federally? Can I explain that? Yeah, like, do you know about that stuff? No, um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I do. I can speculate. I (laughs) I can, I mean, I can simply say that it could be a federal, you know, regulation that they just would have to renegotiate or I don't know if it's written in the constitution. That's the thing. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, before we know it, it's going to become federally legal. It's inevitable. If if we're talking about marijuana becoming legal, uh, recreationally and medicinally, um, it's, it's happening in multiple states. It's, that's, it's a matter of time until it becomes a federal legalization. You know, we're talking about also the fact that California just um, passed Prop 64, the legalization of marijuana recreationally. And the tax increase that has happened really makes me not want to purchase weed. It's just, it's, they have hiked up the prices so much because of the state tax now. So if you are a medicinal user, you have to pay a 25% tax increase. And if you are a recreational user, I believe it's 30 or 35. And different places are different as well. Like, and that's another thing that I'm not entirely uh, certain about is that there are certain people have to uh, comply in different locations, whether it has to do with like the zones that they're in in their cities, and I'm just not entirely sure. So um, the uh, the hope, uh, obviously, out of all of this increase with the taxes is that it's going to go back into the state and that that's going to uh, increase whether it's going to be, um, you know, our educational system or our, our uh, or even our natural parks and everything, just whatever it does to go back into the state of California, hopefully it's just one of those things that you can see it being reflected back into the state. So um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, actually. He just went to Colorado. He just went to Denver last weekend to shoot a commercial. And he said that he had never been to the city and he saw how much um, there's like a lot of construction that's been happening now, a lot of like building, a lot of a lot of rebuilding and stuff. And I I have to imagine there's got to be some tie into the um, the state with the tax yeah. dollars that they've earned from legalization of marijuana in, in, in Colorado. So you look at all the money that 
was not accumulated based on all the different purchases that are made on a regular day basis. It is a whole other market, just the tax dollars alone. Yeah. So how is that? How is that not an upside if you're looking at it in terms of wanting to put that money back into the the state or the government, for example? Like yeah, that's why it confuses me with the federal thing because. From what I understand, like Colorado can't put that money in a bank. Yeah. Because it's, because it's against the law federally. I, I don't know. Like, I had heard something. I don't know. I, I need someone to know what this. I need someone who knows what they're talking about because I feel like I had heard something where Colorado can't save the money. They have to spend the money. That I don't know. Oh, I wish yeah. I could tell you. Well, really? I am. I wish I could really... be the expert for you. I could speak I like I know, but I'm not going to sit here and bullshit that. I was banking on you. You know, I, I'm sorry. We can, uh, you know what we could do? We could not air this episode. We could come back. <laughs> we we can pause right here. We could. Pause. Pause right here. You go For watch a, a YouTube break. thing about it. Yeah. And then bada I'll, bing, bada boom. I'll call then, you in an hour. How about that? And by the way, I would take you up on that challenge, good sir. <laughs> I really would. I'm all about education. I wanna, I wanna learn. I just, I have not learned a ton about the the regulations and, and federally speaking with with legalization, but. I could tell you other things. Like? I could tell you. I could talk to you about different uh, strains of weed. Do you work at that place that, uh, like? Um, you... I, at the Wake and Bake Breakfast Club yeah. in North Hollywood, California. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. Um, it's, I actually don't work there behind the bar. I just work as a producer. I run two shows there, so. So you, you do the show and then you do the mic afterward, right? Yeah, I actually and I run two weekly shows now. Okay. Yeah, I'm running. Uh, there's Thursday night. There's a it's theatrical Thursday. It's the 420 friendly variety show. Oh, and cool. and then Sunday, um, the so Wake and Bake. It's the 420 friendly comedy show. Well, because you do like you do musical comedy stuff too. I do personally, yes, but. Theatrical Thursday was actually the original open mic that they started at Wake and Bake. Um, the Sunday show started. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. That I started. I started it uh, last February. I started it with. There were two other people that were on board. They ended up leaving, and then I um, started running the thing by myself. And then I've recently brought on. Um, I, I was bringing on multiple people, actually. Johnny Mitchell was helping me co-host for a little bit of time, too, and I had my friend Mikey McKernan host. Um, but then I brought on Sam Lopez. She's uh, she's a friend of mine. She's a fellow comic, and she actually lives really close by, so it kind of started working out. And she's just adorable and has great energy. And she and I work really well together for the crowd, so it's been a really nice fit, and it's uh, been going really well. It's been cool, man. And, and the um, pod, 
the podcast is a product of that or, or vice versa? Yeah, yeah. I I basically I knew I wanted to get I wanted to start hosting a podcast and I was trying to figure out how I could pair it with the show if I could. And I did. What I what I do is I bring on comics that have performed at the Wake and Bake or are performing at the Wake and Bake to basically talk about the experience of doing stand up comedy at Wake and Bake and what it's like being in that sort of environment and it being 420 friendly and I mean you've done it you you yeah. did the show it's a unique yeah. experience for sure right so it's uh and it's fun to talk about too cuz uh, people have different shared experiences i mean they're shared experiences but everyone's different yeah, so it's, it's um, just weird like to like cuz they're like lively at first and then like Everyone gets really stoned. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Yeah, and <laughs> it got like it's like kind of I snorted. Uh, <laughs> it's like kind of hard to tell jokes there for a while because everyone's kind of like, you know, like if you do, yeah, like if you do like some sort of absurd act out or like, you know, if there's like a cartoonish example of your joke where you heighten something yeah. to a ridiculous place, people get confused by it because they're like. Huh, an elephant? What? Yeah. Yeah, like, they're stoned. And that's the thing about, and we talk about that on the podcast as well, because it's, you're performing for a stoned audience. It's uh, it's actually a bigger challenge in comedy as well. So it's uh, it's definitely a hump to have to get over. It, 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 you can't get frustrated with it. You have to have fun with it. But oh, yeah, it's a yeah, learning yeah. experience, obviously. Because, I mean, I've bombed in that room a handful of times so shit man um but you just have to kind of bypass that and just understand that the energy it's you gotta set the tone for it so you know don't give a fuck <laughs> just basically just have fun just everyone wants to be there to chill to to laugh to enjoy themselves and smoke a little weed yeah, yeah, no one's shitty. No one's shitty about being... No, there. no, at all. Like, it's a really fun and nice and supportive environment. It's cool, man. And no one's worried about mouse herpes. No, that hasn't been a concern yet. I I mean, I, I, when I, I don't put my lips right up to that anytime people pass that shit around, but, you know, but still. How do you know, <laughs> how do you know... I uh I I pinch I pinch I pinch and oh stuff. you like put your lips on your fingers yeah oh okay I guess that makes sense you know it's it's like the next best thing if you will I just I remember I remember saying something during my set like watching watching this joint go around and I'm like <laughs> don't you know each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that it really doesn't seem to matter there is the funny thing. Because, uh, I mean, really, do you know any other places that you could do that? I mean, unless I'm li- living under a rock. I, I, I just, there's not too many other shows I feel other than, like, you know, a show that someone would throw at their house, like, or their apartment. There's nothing like Wake and Bake. It's just, it's its own thing. It's a, it's its own kind of club. So I I did I was supposed to do an open mic in Colorado Springs mm-hmm. at 
Like, uh, so weed isn't legal in Colorado Springs. Why not? I thought it's legalized in the entire state of Colorado. Is it just... There's a thing... No. No, no, no. It's it's all Colorado, but Colorado Springs is like a Republican town. Oh, man. So they like... Is that where Jeff Sessions lives? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay. So, like, there's like a thing where, like... I mean, I don't know... Uh, I'm like I could be way wrong, but I, I'm. It's maybe it's not legal. It's not illegal, but it's not whatever. It, it it they have these like speakeasy, these like private clubs, but you have to oh. be a member. It's like it's kind of like the way Wake and Bake was, where it's like you have to be a member, you have to have a membership card or whatever. Yeah. But the you know, but the rest of the state isn't like that. The rest of the state, you can go do whatever you want. But in Colorado Springs, you have to be a member of like a club. Mm-hmm. So I went to this open mic that was supposed to be at the speakeasy and uh it got canceled because everyone was watching Logan. Oh no. Which is the most Yeah, that makes sense. We're at open <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's funny. So That's wild. That, so I think if that mic happened, it would be similar to the Wake and Bake. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the Wake and Bake was definitely an interesting It's a It's experience. a cool experience. It's different. But, yeah, so, um, so yeah, no, podcast, show, two shows, show working. I'm working on Life and Peace. I mean, I'm a busy girl. I've got a lot going on. I do have a lot. Um, but... I'm like trying to create some new stuff now, so yeah, get back to that kind of stuff that I'm doing. I um, have this idea. A friend of mine gave me an idea to start putting together a compilation of different high holiday songs. Huh. So um, the next one that I'm working on right now is Puff Puff Passover. All right. There you go. So, um. So anyway, that's uh I'm trying to I wanna create more like cannabis content, like digital content. Are you are you involved with anyone? Like is there like a, a magazine or something that like Um, I've I've been meeting some people. Like I'm starting to try to I'm trying to transition into that uh world right now actually. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, it's like it's all new territory, but yeah, just meeting people, networking, and and working towards that. I have this like I have I have ideas of what to what we could do for finding a a more solid niche for marijuana in terms of like digital content or for weed TV. Like we just don't have a market for, or we have. YouTube, we have, you know, other digital platforms, but, like, there's no primetime network. There's no, like, network television for marijuana. You know what I mean? And do you think do you think that's a product of the subculture, or, or do you think it's a product of the mainstream? Like, whose side is restricting that, you think? Mm, I don't know. Because I mean, I, I could, 
see I can see like the subculture just not uh taking Going to, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could also see mainstream media being like, nope, that's too well, cuz Netflix just did disjointed. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Sh- I mean, they 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 I think they did a bad job, but that is weed centric, you know, it's about, you know, well, why do you think that they did a bad job? What is it about it? Well, I just think the show's bad. I think the show, like, I just think it's not well written. Got it. But I don't know. Maybe that's because I don't, I'm not high. Maybe people who are high are like, no, no, this is right. (laughs) 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 And also, oddly, Last Man Standing, that Tim Allen show, Mm -hmm. his father on the show opens a weed shop in Denver. <laughs> and like That's... Tim Allen, you know, super anti weed or whatever, you know, he's the you know, Republican yeah. guy or whatever. So that's a interesting uh, wrinkle. Tim Allen used to do a lot of drugs. Yeah, he got arrested for trafficking yep. cocaine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm into him. I'm a big fan. I am too. I actually got to observe on the Last Man Standing pilot. A word? Yeah, that was fun. I got to sit in the writer's room a couple times. Oh, that's Um, super cool. Yeah, I also, shoot, I mean, I actually was the writer's assistant for the original pitch meeting for the show. It was with with Jack Burdett and John Pasquin and... um, and Tim Allen, and I'm, oh, my God, I'm spacing on the last guy. Uh, he ended up being a writer on Christella. I remember that. Uh, oh. Anywho, so that was an amazing time as well. I got to, it was like being a fly on the wall, but I was working, you know. <laughs> I really I really enjoy that show. I, I really genuinely like Tim Allen. I know people shit on him, but. Yeah, no, I love Tim, Tim Allen. More yeah. love for Tim Allen. I have a, I have a little signature poster from Tim Allen actually that someone got me when I was really young um, a friend of mine her name is Sandy she ends up doing I think she did the makeup she's a makeup artist she did makeup for Tim Allen on Home Improvement for many years huh. so she got me an autograph uh, a, a headshot autograph by Tim Allen mm-hmm. yep got it <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> totally got it have it still got it got it Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So where, so where are you right now? Tell tell me like this is. I am. You know, I am. I am on one hundred six, one hundred seven, which is a a highway, not a highway, a, a state route. Mhm. Or town route. I don't know. It's route one hundred six, and it merges with route one hundred seven. Okay. So one hundred six, one hundred seven. And uh, it's between, like, the major expressway from the city to Long Island and my home. So, like, I, I'm off the major highway. I'm on this, like, smaller, not highway with lights. You're in Long Island, though. That's where you live. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so you were in the city doing shows? You were hosting a show? Well, yeah. So here's what happened. I yeah, I was hosting a show, I hosted a show near Comedy Club for my good friend Ashley Gavin. 
Nice. Uh, it was Ashley, Corinne Fisher from Guys We Asked. Um, Remy Casimir from uh, How Come Podcast. Mm-hmm. Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon, Emma Willman, uh, and Ashley. It was a good show. It was really a show. Uh, Fun. But I went in earlier in the day to audition for a commercial. Right, right, right. So I'm at this point where, like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Travel into the city to audition for commercials. I don't, want to audition for, I don't want to audition for commercials. Okay. They're never, they're never looking for me. Okay. They're never looking for me. Got it. I, I'm I'm not going to walk into one of these auditions and they're going to be like, that's the guy. I'm <laughs> never going to be the guy. Oh, they're going to have to either know who I am ahead of time mm. and be like, ooh, do you think we could get him? Or... I'm going to have to make my own way. You know what I mean? Like, they're not yeah. ever going to be like, because I go on these auditions, They like, I have an agent person, mm-hmm. and I, I shouldn't, you know, I know that's a huge step for a lot of people, that, 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 you know, and I'm I'm shitting on it, but it doesn't do, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, they send me on these things where I'm the only person who looks like me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. they, so I see the look of the person's face when they call me in. They're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. This is not the no. How does that like, make you feel? It makes me feel miserable. So. <laughs> so I go in, I deal with traffic during the day. I go in, there's no parking. Uh, you know, everything's a million dollars. And then <laughs> I'm, in the, in, I'm in the audition. They're running an hour behind. Oh, I come outside. Nuts. I come outside. My car got booted. <laughs> oh, Jesus! No. So I have to run no. across town, pay a, a couple hundred bucks, come back to my car. Oh, no. Get back to the car. They didn't take the boot off yet. I have to wait for them to come take the boot off. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm seriously like, it's like, if I don't leave in two minutes, I'm not gonna get to the show to host. And that's really what I want to do. I don't care about the fucking uh, acting. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, I want to be a comic. I don't want to be an actor. Yeah. I'll I'll act. I'll act because I'm like okay at it, and if that's the only way to make money. But that's not my goal. My goal is right. to be a comedian, to be a big comedian. Mhm. So I'm like I'm freaking out. I get I find you know the guy finally comes. I get over the show just in time run in, I'm still like angry and sweaty from fucking dealing with it, part of my language, and I had a bad show, you know what I mean, like it was fine, I was fine, it was fine, but I didn't enjoy it. Are you sure it it was bad? Yeah, I don't know, it was fine, it was fine. You didn't have fun. I didn't have fun though. And what was See, the that's... what's the whole point of this, is to have fun, I don't, yeah. I go to work, I go to work to not have fun, <laughs> you know what I mean, no. like, I do this. I do this to have fun, and, and I, I'm just I'm just over it. I'm just like I I, I was talking to Ashley because she like helped you know get me the agent and stuff, and I was just like, if it's convenient, I'll do it. But I'm gonna just start saying no to auditions. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. And you know what? I took a day off of work today. You know to do this audition. 
And that's going to cost me in two weeks or three weeks when yeah. I want to take a day off of work to do a, a show. Yeah. Or a yeah, you have or to, whatever. Right. You have, to weigh, you have to weigh your options. You have to kind of yeah. question if it's beneficial for you. Um, because you could be out that time that you had to put towards the audition, like in terms of traveling, this and that, and getting booted and that. That could have been time that you could have been dedicating to writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, that's and that's money. That, 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 you know, now I'm in a hole. Now I'm whatever it is, three hundred dollars yeah. in a hole. Where it's like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know. Look, so, but I know, hey, look, you're aware. The fact <laughs> that you're even talking about this and saying it like this, we're having we're having a moment yeah. here, Neil. Yeah, yeah. No, you're look, having a realization. I think that's that's awesome though. There, there's a guy out like, there. No, we don't need to talk about this. No, it's no. <laughs> by you. No, actually, how do you feel? Like, tell me about it. We're we're lying. You're lying on the couch. Just imagine. <laughs> close your eyes. Breathe in through your nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I understand that people have real problems. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know that this. Is a manufactured bullshit problem. We all have our own bag of shit. I know that there's real issues out there, but there are that recognize that. Be aware. Awareness is key. I think awareness is key. I don't know. You know, because you, because people don't. I think that's something that people don't give. Like you hold off having a family you hold off having a real life yeah you know what i mean like we're trying we we have these we have pipe dreams not not all of us are going to make it Mm. people are going to do this for 10 12 15 years and not make it Mm -hmm. so -hmm. when other people are like oh well we have real problems you know my kid has pneumonia it's like all right well you chose to have a kid i Maybe I want a kid too, but I'm putting it off because I want to do this. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm being. Uh, now I'm being. Uh, you're happy. ranting. You're you're just. You're... Yeah. Now I'm on a whole a whole another level. Well, this girl this girl's definitely not handicapped, and she pulled into a handicap spot. But not even a handicap spot. She pulled into like the cross hatch between two handicap spots. So that caused you to park in a handicap spot. No, no, no! I just, I just pulled into Taco Bell to get the. the oh, <laughs> I thought you were describing the boot situation. No, no, no! no, Wait, no, no, no. Like, where did you park in order to get a boot? That's my question, actually. No, no, that's the the thing is, I parked at a place where I know that it's just a sixty-five dollar ticket because I've oh, gotten a ticket on, there before. Man, why would you even do that? You because did, because you're in the city. Because, right, because if I were to park, okay, so I just got a new car. I I, I got a Jeep, so it's oversized. So what kind of Jeep? Park, Grand Cherokee, not important. Okay. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound. You know, but so if I were to park in a garage, yep. it would have been it would have been eighty dollars because it would have been thirty five dollars plus a fifty dollar oversized fee. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yikes. On, man. Exactly. So what I'm like, you know what? That? I'm gonna park here. I'm gonna roll the dice. If I get a ticket, it's sixty five bucks. It's no big deal. It's cheaper than parking. And probably I'm gonna run up, do my thing, and run back out and be done. But I'm there an hour, and then I get the boot. 
So, yeah, oh, I mean, it's man. my fault. I knew what I was getting into. I rolled the dice, I, you know. You rolled the dice. Boot, you got the boot, man. The boot. I didn't know I was going to get the boot. What is the boot and boot? No, but the boot <laughs> comes out. The boot isn't just handed to you like a ticket, okay? What the but that's the thing. No, that's the, the thing. They did. And when I got to the tow yard, Oh my god! When I got to the tow yard, there was like, yeah, we 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 like they it was like a sting operation. Like they put the boot on fifty cars all in like a two block. <laughs> they never, oh shit! They never do it like that. They like started doing there's like this crackdown. I saw the news, to, and it's so funny because I saw the news just like the ticker tape at the bottom. It was like Midtown congestion crackdown. And I was like, oh uh, I bet that's going to negatively affect me. I don't know how, but. Can you imagine, yeah. like, come on, guys, we're we're going booting. We're going that's what they the... did. Because the guy around pulled the up to me. The guy pulled up to me, took the boot off, and then drove literally six cars up and took another boot off. Like, they were just booting wow. people on the block. The fuck? That's just yeah, rude. It was, it was really sick. That is sick. Who do you think started that? Miserable mission. I always, always pay my tickets immediately. Always. Good. And it, they booted it. That's like they gave you no time. Nope. Boot. Jerk off. Like that's the most. That's that's another reason to hate. Like city parking officials. Yeah. They're awful people sometimes. God. Screw you and your monthly quota and the boot. What's that? That's so dumb. Boot. What's that a boot? <laughs> so how right. long? You're at, you're at Taco Bell right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where I like. Yeah, I would. So here's where like I wrap up the show usually. Like if I pull home or if I pull up to here or if I like get to the city, I usually am like, all right, well that's you know, all right, I'm here, I made it. Thanks for, you know, keeping my mind off road rage. Oh, yeah. No worries. But Taco Bell, huh? This is where yeah, we end yeah. our conversation and uh, you yeah, get off Taco Bell? Yeah, where I do I go Taco from Bell. here? Shit. You should order. You should, you should DoorDash uh, Taco Bell. Uh, no, I, you know, I think of other things I could DoorDash, but maybe oh. I will get in my car and go drive to Taco Bell right now. All right, there you go. I'm not going to go do that, but, you know. It's a, it was a romantic notion. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this thank has you. been fun. Yeah, thank you so much for doing it. I'm glad oh, it worked wow. out. We yeah. tried a couple times here, it didn't work. Um, yeah. I've been Anytime. trying to get Johnny on for a month, and it Have never you? worked out. So, yes, yeah, so this is Beat this him is to funny. the punch. Yeah, this is real funny. That's hysterical. Um, uh, yeah, well, so thank anytime, you. Anytime, man. For yeah, sure. and, uh, I hope uh, hope to see you soon. I hope you're coming here. I'm going there soon. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking about coming out there in April. All right, I got spots for you. Hey, homie, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. I wanna we'll catch up more. We should do these more often though, because I think it might be good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's always good to talk to someone. <laughs> read up, read up on the federal marijuana laws. I so will. We can, uh... That's okay. Let's do that. Let's circle back next week. I can right, circle cool. back. Good grief. All right, now All right. have a wonderful evening. Enjoy Taco Bell. All right, take it easy. All right, you too. Bye-bye. 
Well, anywho, fuck Neil. <laughs>